Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. La 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 la. Do, 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 do. Mm. Um, hello everybody, welcome to episode 4783 of Homo Sapiens. I don't actually know what episode number this is. Number brilliant, number great fun, number Valentine's Day related theme, would you call it that? I think we might call it that, because this week we did our live show with The Guilty Feminist, with Deborah Francis White of The Guilty Feminist, and we called it The Guilty Homo Sapien, and it was on Monday the 14th of February, Valentine's Day, and it was really funny and brilliant, and something highly embarrassing happened to me involving my husband at Valentine's Day. All I'm going to say is egg was on my face. That episode will be coming out to do with Comic Relief. I'll find you the date. I can't remember what it is now. But it's all to do with Comic Relief, which is really exciting. And thank you so much to everybody who came along. You brightened my day. It was so lovely to meet so many of you. Because so many of you came up and told me your wonderful, beautiful stories. One of you came up and talked about how you've left your job as a result of Homo sapiens and changed your life. Please write in, tell us more. I want to know everything. And loads of you were talking about how you have written in before and we've read out your emails and stuff. So it felt like a family reunion is what I'll say. Um, And I am so grateful that you all came. And we're going to be doing more of those crossover episodes, I think, with The Guilty Feminist. Because we had such a laugh. And we didn't get through nearly half of what we wanted to hear from you about. It was all about, I'm an LGBTQ plus person. But so what's the most surprising thing about you, even though you are LGBTQ plus? Um, For example, I shared that I love going to a DIY store. And lots of you could relate, actually. One of you actually said... In the interval, it's porn. Um, I think you said it's porn anyway. You said it's hot. I think you said it was porn. Anyway, you know who you are. Um, lovely, lovely, lovely stuff. Now, we are listening to your disastrous Valentine's Day stories today. Plus, we have got Susie Ruffle, the inimitable comedian on the show, for a lovely chat. We had such a laugh. Got on like a house on fire. And I loved it. And we actually ended up talking loads about dating completely by chance. So lots of funny stuff about um, our dating scrapes. I'm working at my husband's desk today because he's not here. Quite enjoying being at his desk. So a little pot of flowers next to it because I put them there. I got these lovely plants called wax flower from the florist. And the reason I got them is because they last forever. Because flowers are really expensive, but if you get these, they're called wax flowers, and they're, these ones are pink, obvs, um, but you can get white ones as well. 
and um, it just brightens up your day, doesn't it? What I do is I get old like jam pots, uh, old honey pots and stuff, and I use them to put the flowers in, so it looks pretty. And then I've got a lovely white spring flower. I'm trying to bring spring into the house in the hope that maybe that will make it come along quicker. Um, I've got a lovely white spring flower. don't know what it's called. Let me try and find the name. Do you ever use that app, Plant Finder? It's absolutely brilliant. And you can take a photo of any plant and it will find you the... um, Hello, Ridley. Ridley's come to say hello. We are both quite cold, aren't we, Riddles? Ridley's cold because it's cold. I'm cold because it's cold and I'm wearing shorts. Um, which needs to not happen. I'm going to have a hot bath in a bit because I need to re-warm my bones. So the app is called To Find Your Flowers. It's called Picture This. Let me do that on this. Ridley's got into his bed now. So you take the photo and then it scans it. This is called Arabian Starflower, Ornithagulum Arabicum, Lesser Cape Lily, Star of Bethlehem, Wow, pretty, pretty flower. And I reckon it I reckon it lasts quite a long time as well. And Alstromerias, if you go- Google them, Alstromerias, they last forever. And they are my favourite flower. I love them. They just go on forever and they brighten up the house. So that's what's on my husband's desk. And then there's all sorts of post-it notes. He loves a post-it note. But I'm going to be make sure that I'm very tidy because you've got to be tidy. If you're going to use other people's spaces and he always he notices everything um thank you for all your wonderful comments feedback etc about our lovely lgbt history month with justin bengry about the pink pound so many people uh, uh, shared that you enjoyed it so i am thrilled and we will be doing more lgbt history as a result stay in touch listeners you know the drill hello at homo sapiens or on instagram at homo sapiens we are nothing without your emails your letters your missives if you're thinking half thinking about writing please write write that message i love hearing from you um sending us your agony uncles as well hello at homosapienspodcast.com they remain anonymous always and finally homo sapiens t-shirts the t-shirt competition is back and all you need to be in with the chance of winning one of our lovely t-shirts is leave us a review on apple Podcasts, and then we'll pick a winner uh it's the new brand of t-shirts uh so they're being made at the moment so it's all very exciting um here we go let's make a keyboard noise do you know what that is that's my husband's silent keyboard that i bought him because this is how loudly he taps when he's on it and during lockdown i was like this is gonna end our marriage so i bought him this one that's it says silent touch made by logi but me and his boss at work joke that he uses it. He's tapped so heavily that it's now no longer silent, um, which is hysterical. He's de-silenced it. So we've got a lovely loud sound effect there, courtesy of Williams. Lovely keyboard. Hello, glorious. This is emails. Hello, glorious podcast. Hello. I have enjoyed every one of your episodes. Well, that's kind. I listen to it as part of my self-care routine each week. Ah, oh, lovely. Well, you know what? I record it as part of my self-care routine. Solvig, so that's their name. Her name, she says she, her pronouns. Uh, thank you so much. 
I enjoyed the episode about the pink pound. We were just talking about that. Especially your question about lesbian, non-gender conforming, trans, etc. history. It was great that he had the ready names of people who are doing the work. Could you please invite them on? I would really enjoy listening to more guests speaking about the queer woman's experience. I completely understand why there aren't more on your show, but this seems like a unique opportunity. Selvig, this series is about the listeners, so leave it with me. We will contact those people he mentioned and let's make it happen. Um... Hi, Christopher. A recommendation for LGBTQ History Month. I went on a walking tour of London queer history last week, one of those pay-what-you-think-it's-worth things. It was with the fantastic cabaret performer Mark T. Cox, and it was absolutely great, really insightful, entertaining, and it made me feel a real sense of pride learning about the local history of queerness in the capital. Also, good for the step count, if that's your thing. Uh, Matt, it is my thing. I'm desperately trying to walk for 20 minutes a day, and you'd think I was trying to find time in my diary for a swimming gala. No, not at all. Yeah, I'm trying to get my step count up. Uh, No doubt there are similar tours in the other UK cities and in some other parts of the world. Wishing you a great month. Matt, Matt, thank you. Wishing you a great month. Matt Solvig, thank you so much for writing in. I am just so touched. You're wonderful people. Now, listeners, I'm so proud of you. I'm so grateful to you because what we have on our hands coming right up is your dating disaster stories and can i just say you have delivered oh my goodness it's bumps it's scrapes it's the whole thing it's calamitous it's i keep using the word calamitous at the moment but it feels right maybe it means my moon's in capricorn or whatever it is they say you have been making me laugh so much on instagram sending in your stories about things that scrapes you've gotten into on your dating (laughs) honestly like (laughs) I just dating is I think you would say it's a dumpster fire isn't it it is hijinks it takes no prisoners and it is really full-on so I am so I'm just in love with these stories you've been sending in okay so first up let's have a listen to Harry I'll let Harry take it away I took a date with me to an opera and have a nightclub there was free champagne we're having a good night the leading man was dating a publicist a work acquaintance of mine, and the four of us head out afterwards to what I perceive to be a very straight bar. Later in the evening, my date goes to the loo. He's gone a while, and after a bit, I want to go to the loo. One of the cubicle doors is ajar, and I can see two men in there getting it on. One of those men is my date. Quite the blow, you might say. I absolutely do not want to see him, so I head back to the bar. He rejoins us and notices that I'm no longer happy Harry. So in hushed tones, I tell him what I've seen. He asked, did I? He can't remember. I'm trying to keep a lid on it because we're with these other people. Three minutes later, he says, is something wrong? I explain again and realise he's so drunk, he's literally lost his fucking mind. He's way too messy to abandon. So there follows a torturous 30-minute cab ride across London where I had to explain to him every three minutes why I was giving him the silent treatment. He was incredibly confused by why I was angry at him. To his mind, he was hearing it for the first time. Oh my God, Harry. I cannot believe that. So hang on. Someone goes on the date with you and then starts getting it on with someone in the toilet and then doesn't even remember that they're doing that. What the hell were they serving at this party? I mean, you were. listen, I think you were very, very sweet to um, make sure he got home and that you did the right thing there 
I did, I'm not sure if I would have been quite so gallant. I would. I would listen. I would, I promise. Heavens above. Thank you for that voice note. We got to kiss a lot of frogs, as they say. If you end up sometimes kissing a frog who ends up getting on with someone else. I remember being on a date. Um, I remember telling this story with Alan where I was on a date. I was kind of did a version of what your date did to you. It was no way near as bad. I have to share that. Um, but I was on a date at a Scissor Sisters gig and someone hit on me at the Scissor Sisters gig. And so I decided that I no longer wanted to date the person I was with and I would get together with the person who'd hit on me. But I didn't do it on the night because, um, you know, I'm a gentleman. Um, Thomas has got a story for us. Uh, not really a disaster, but my very first date, he was a guy from Match.com. I have terrible facial recognition and hung around where we said we'd meet for a bit before and didn't have a smartphone. So, by the way, Thomas, did you know apparently Stephen Fry has this facial recognition thing? He doesn't recognise people's faces. Anyway, um, I didn't have a smartphone, so no photo to refer to to remind me what he looked like. First things first, Thomas, if you can't remember people's faces, you've got to take a reminder. I saw a guy and convinced myself it was him. Great start. He randomly started crying... I assumed he'd thought I'd stood him up and was upset about it. Oh, this is before you'd approached him. You saw him start to cry. Then you approached. Said guy turned out it wasn't my date. Cue embarrassment. Oh, Thomas. So then you're standing there with a guy crying, being like, excuse me, do you think I'm your date? Then he, he's like, no, but then you, what do you do? Stay and comfort him while he's crying? Poor thing. What did you do? I mean, I had this the other day. There was a delivery guy who was calling me. Um, noticing a passion about me and delivery guys here listeners and he couldn't find the house so then I was like oh I'll go out on the street and I'll wait for you and then a delivery van pulled up and the guy's name was Dave who I was talking to so I went over knocked on the window and went Dave and the guy was like no and I was like oh <laughs> nothing don't worry um, so that was embarrassing let alone anyone crying thank you for that Thomas much appreciated Christopher's been in touch with a voice note my terrible first date story involved me um meeting a man off the internet like the old school internet like long before phone apps were invented i met this chap who was uh, very keen and very fun and we swapped some horrible jpeg pictures as you did at the time and we said we'd meet up so we went to canal street for some drinks which was very brave or i felt very brave because i wasn't that out it was like ooh gayness and we went from a bar to sort of a club which was quite good fun. And he was said, do you want me to buy another drink? I was like, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. And he um, disappeared, basically. So I waited for a little minute and 15 minutes went by and 20 minutes went by. And I was like, well, he must have gone. He must have disappeared. And as I had a look around the club, I saw him playing a fruit machine. So I went up and had a polite little, what are you doing? What's going on? And he was like, oh, I'm winning. It's okay. Uh, I'm doing really well. I can spoil us after this. It's great. Just go back, have a sit down. So I went and had a sit down back where we were. And he rocked up from the bar with a carrying a bottle of champagne. And I was like, woohoo, this is amazing. And just as he was about to pour it into one of those wonderful plastic cups, the guy whose champagne it actually was came and got it back. Um, and he just picked it up off somebody's table and tried to run off with it. There we go. I've got two words for you here, Christopher. Hot mess. Listen, sometimes, sometimes when someone does something so strange like that on a date, 
think of all the time that you, they have saved you before you had to slowly find out that they perhaps weren't quite right. Now, I will also say this person may have been going through something because that behaviour is really quite strange. So there's that. But wow, wow, wow. I mean, I just love that they were like, no, 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 don't worry, we're going to win. The the date was like, I'm going to win. And then come then comes back with the champagne and then he's bloody stolen it. Also, what kind of place are you in that sells champagne and has plastic cups? It sounds like the dream, the dream scenario. Like a really zhuzhy dive bar. That would be heaven. Dive bar, but with nice cold drinks. What do we think about that? Another Harry has been in touch. So my dating story is a really, you know, I had a really bad date, basically. Hottest guy I've probably ever been on a date with. Apologies to my current partner. And I thought I could stick it out. <laughs> I really thought I could just get through the day, have a good time, maybe not call back, but, you know, have a good time. It is testament to how boring he was that I ended the day early for the first time ever with the hottest guy I've ever been on a date with. The reason being, he just kept on bringing up that his family worked in oil and gas. I mean, I, I, I've never known anyone to bring up their parents' occupation so many times in the first hour, but this guy really set a record. He just kept on going on about his oil and gas, money, money, cash, cash dolls. Um, and it put me off big time. So I left and I went through for a walk through Soho to try and get the train from Piccadilly. And I took a route through Leicester Square. And I see my friend Alex sitting, uh, having some dinner with another guy. And I know for a fact that Alex would not be seen dead eating in a restaurant on Leicester Square. Alex is a fashionable man, a very trendy man, and clearly he has been taken out on a date by a man who thinks it's acceptable to take him to Leicester Square. A bit of context, Alex and me have dated. So I texted him and I said, I've just got out of a really bad date. I've just walked past you and it appears you are also <laughs> in a tricky situation. If you get this, let me know. I'll hang around for half an hour and we can grab a drink. <laughs> um, and he got it And he, when he was in the bathroom and uh, he texted me panicking, going, yes, yes, yes. And so he left his date. I'd already left mine and um, we went and had a great night. And it was just, yeah, really funny. Harry, thank you for that message. That's Harry Hitchens, actually, who is part of the campaign to end gay conversion therapy for the fact fans among you. So many things going on here, Harry. Dating hot men, first things first. Uh, what's the general consensus out there, people? Dating hot people, in general. As anecdotally, it's said that uh, hot guys are boring. Present company excluded, of course. Uh, or do you think that's a myth? I would quite like to know. I, Everyone I have dated who has been drop-dead gorgeous, aside from my wonderful husband... Um, good save uh, has been like when I've dated people who have been like model model wow when I've been lucky enough to uh, see interesting that I say lucky um, it's never been the best conversations I'll be honest but you know uh, you can't be extremely beautiful and uh, extremely clever can you can you have it all well Barack Obama uh, but also Restaurant in Leicester Square, Harry, come on. I'm fine with the restaurant in Leicester Square. Have you not been to M&M's World? I bet they've got a restaurant. Also, Rainforest Cafe, probably. Or, oh, wasn't there another restaurant? It was an all-bar one on Leicester Square. This is in London, everybody. 
me and my friend Harry used to go to a nightclub in Leicester Square when we were like 21 and we thought we were so grown up. That's true. So interesting, Harry, that you say, throw in there that Alex and me have dated. So obviously, as soon as I heard that, I had to follow up with Harry and find out since Alex and Harry then went on to spend the evening together, did they get it on? As a further point of clarification, uh, I did not, quote, get it on with Alex. We, we you know, we, we might have had a little, uh, little smooch. <gasps> I knew it. Um, <laughs> uh, but nothing, nothing crazy. We've had a good night as friends, you know, um, after rescuing each other from our proverbial towers. I know that one, Harry. Lovely night with a mate where you end up snogging, just, you know, just mates. Well, good on you. I'm glad that you both left respectively dates that weren't working for you, as they say. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Rob has been in touch with a, uh, a disaster date in Copenhagen. Met a guy who lived in Denmark. We had great chemistry and I went to see him. So you went from the UK to see him, did you, Rob? He hardly spoke to me after the first date. Ah. Flew back wondering what the hell had happened. Never found out. For context, we'd been chatting for months with video calls and the like. Okay, so video calls, that's good. Because I'm never a fan of a long lots of chatting on the apps because I think... That is how you identify people who are not interested in IRL relationships, uh, in my humble opinion. And back to the email. And he'd wanted to, me to visit. Mm -hmm. Then the silent treatment. No other contact from him. And I had to spend the next two days in Denmark on my own. Rob, this is awful. Also reminded me, Rob, have you seen The Tinder Swindler on Netflix? Oh my God. I'm hoping there was a lot of things that went on near Denmark. I'm hoping you weren't Tinder swindled. Why don't I read on? I'll find out, Chris. Side note, Copenhagen is lovely leading up to Christmas. Copenhagen is heaven on earth. That's why we went to Europride. Love it. There's another layer of hilarity weirdness to the date. During the first day I was with him, we were walking along and ended up rescuing a drunken man who'd fallen into the river. Oh my God, in Copenhagen as well, which is very, very prim and proper Copenhagen. We pulled him out, but I... God, this is disastrous. But I don't speak Danish, so there was a lot of investigation into who he was and why he was in the river. But all I could do at the time was hold the poor man's soggy, wet coat. Rob, this was a doomed trip. You know, I'm very sweet of you to look after this poor man who fell in the river and hold his coat. 
I hope he was okay. But why did the guy not talk to you? Also, people are really strange. And do you know what is making me think here? Is that people are not good at conflict, in inverted commas. You know, like if, if you've arrived and maybe it's not working for you, working for them, could they at least do you the honour of saying hello and use my sister's brilliant advice, which is she always says, it's not a romance, which I think is just so clever. If she doesn't like someone, she'll say, I think you're wonderful, but it's not a romance for me, which I think is just such a gentle way of, you know, letting the poor sod down. Uh, but they, that person who he should have, you know, given you if he wasn't interested or m- maybe he was going through something else. But don't leave people guessing. That's what drives me mad is when people leave people guessing um, because it makes you feel undervalued and not acceptable. And I'm sorry that happened, Rob. But all I'm going to say, like I said at the top of this, we've got to kiss a lot of frogs. And boy, oh boy, did I kiss many frogs i remember the most embarrassing so the story one of the most embarrassing stories me and my friend andy who gets a lot of coverage in this podcast i'm sorry andy that you get pulled into my stories but they're never about you they're about me he's one of my best friends from school i we went to dtpm that nightclub uh in fabric in london it was a club night on sunday nights and it was very everyone was so it was gay men really everyone was so handsome amazing bodies and there was a guy there who I just thought was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen in my life and I was there was this huge dance floor and everyone had their tops off aside from me and Andy I didn't have a body like them put it that way listeners and I was like what do I do to try and get off with him and I am aware that I keep saying get off and get it on does this make me old um anyway so I was like, well, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go and, you know, ask him out for a drink. <laughs> so I walked over to him in the middle of this dance floor with like <laughs> music playing. I was like, hi. And he was like, hi. I was like, uh, I was wondering if you wanted to go for a drink sometime. It's so not the vibe. I was being sort of Mr. Darcy in a land that was a bit more euphoria, if that makes any sense. I said, would you like to go for a drink sometime? Do you know what I think happened, listeners? I don't think he even replied. I think he turned around. <gasps> and that happened to me again in Sugar... There was a club night in Brooklyn in New York called Sugar Hut or something. And there was the most gorgeous boy in the world you've ever seen. Six foot six, amazing, handsome, classically handsomely gorgeous man. And I was feeling myself, is all I'm going to say. Because when you're away on holiday, you get... 15 to 47 percent hotter by virtue of being one i think somewhere what i did anyway people seem to fancy me more you're exotic to them you're different and i think you have a freedom about you which is not to be underestimated i saw this guy and i was like i'm going in so off i went off i trotted over 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 the dance floor in sugar i think it was called sugarland and it was a bit kind of a bit more dive bar-y much more the kind of place i like so i was like I feel like I'm going to get chatting to someone on the dance floor here. He had his top on as well. So, you know, we're moving in the right direction. Re-frogs. And uh, I went over to him and I started to say hello. And I'm not joking. He literally shook his head at me, went no, and just turned right around. And I thought, gosh, what a what a life that you are so hot that actually you must just get approached the whole time 
that you just you know it when you see it coming towards you and you just go no in a way i respect him and in a way i you know that was the answer did i go home empty-handed that night no i didn't i remember i got off with someone else who i really didn't like but um we're trying to be jovial today so let's not go into that story shall we listeners thank you so much for those calamitous is the word i'm going to use those calamitous stories wonderful wonderful stories you are so funny and sweet for sending them in all we've learned more and more today is you've got to kiss a lot of frogs listeners and don't give up kissing those frogs because if you want to if you are the sort of person who wants a relationship i have to say to you if it is if you're ending up with them getting off with other people bursting into tears <laughs> bursting into tears or falling into rivers it's nothing to do with you if you if dating isn't going well because when it is right it will be easy that's what i believe and i have to tell you when i met my husband william who is the loveliest kindest man on earth he was so sweet to me and so kind and gentle and just remember that is what you deserve and dating can feel like because there is so much crap that goes on it can make you feel like that you don't deserve any better than really nice treatment and if anyone ever makes you feel like you don't deserve anything better than nice treatment they need to get in the bin is all i have to say about that now shall i brighten up your day we're going to talk to the wonderful, the delightful, the heavenly Susie Ruffle. She is a comedian. She's got two podcasts, one with the lovely Tom Allen called Like-Minded Friends, one by herself called Out with Susie Ruffle. Both of them are great. I bloody love her. She's such a laugh. So let's go have a chat to Susie. So before we started recording, we were just talking a little bit about our home office setups. Yes. But I, I, I'm afraid I do have more questions. <laughs> Please do. Well, I feel like I should tell listeners that you've actually got a rug stapled behind you. So it, it looks like we're at the beginning of a movie and I've got like 24 hours to save you. That's how I feel. I like an early Keanu Reeves vehicle. You know, that sort of thing, which I'd be very happy to be involved with if Keanu's listening. I'm not sure if he's a fan of the show. But Susie was asking me just to do a, a some form of hand symbol if I'm not okay, because it looks a bit like I'm in some form of hostage situation with yes. well, a hostage situation with a row of very gay books behind me. Does that mean that you're in a hostage situation but you've been sort of captured by Elton John or something? <laughs> <laughs> Being trapped in Elton's mansion while he plays me the piano is not the worst hostage situation I could be involved with. I would say dream scenario. <laughs> I would say lifetime ambition. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You have with you E.T. in your little uh, recording booth. I do. It's like a one foot E.T., and an ex bought it for me because mm. I love the film so much. And when we broke up, I threw away everything she gave me. But I couldn't part with it too because I thought he hasn't done anything wrong. <laughs> He's just caught in the in the crossfire of... He's the child. Yeah, of mum and mum breaking up. And I couldn't bear the thought of like his little head popping over the bin. <laughs> so um, where do you stand on a... Uh, on a breakup then is it like get rid of everything yeah burn burn everything really that's where i'm at really bad for the environment because i've had a lot of breakups (laughs) (laughs) i'm actually the reason we're not going to get to net zero (laughs) first there was cfcs we solved that and now we've got Susie ruffle 
<laughs> well, I, I mean, I've been in a I've been in a relationship for five years now, and it's going very well. We've got married, so uh, mm. I, we're we're both going to stick with this one. But um, where do I stand? I think I would I, I've thrown a lot of things away, or like not thrown them away, given them to charity shops. Do you remain friends with your exes, though? Uh, one in a very, I would say, trad lesbo move, mm-hmm. uh, which is also a book I'm thinking of releasing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in a very trad lesbo move, my first ever girlfriend and I, yes, Faye, um, is still a very different. Oh, that's because, lovely. Because we did that classic thing where we were like, are we just friends, actually, but we share a bed? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're still very good friends and we're sort of across each other's lives and sort of hang out whenever we can um and the rest of them less so some of them i would be like oh hi if i saw them in a bar mm-hmm. there's not that many of them this is a masterclass like... in diplomacy <laughs> <laughs> are you a good face-to-face were you sorry i yes and I'm, I'm aware that period of your life is over were you it a good breaker upper yes. face-to-face as a as a rule <sighs> do you know uh, I've been dumped quite a lot. <gasps> Have you got a tiny, tiny violin on that gay bookshelf? Because if you do, maybe you could. I'll ask Elton. Maybe if Elton's in the room, he could accompany this. Elton! Elton! He'd, he'd have Play one. Play Candle in the Wind! <laughs> he'd have one. The Wait. Diana version. <laughs> so I've been dumped quite a lot. And then I think, yeah, I think I've done, there was one occasion where I, where I did it on the phone, which is very... What do you think? Is, does that make me a bitch? Uh, what do you think? I'm not pro it as a concept, but I think it very specifically depends on the situation because if it's if you both know it's over and it's simply checking in to just kind of go, mm. look, come on. Or if it's going to be yes. massive news to them. <laughs> Which one was it? So I would say it was, it was airing towards massive news. So basically, <laughs> basically... A really lovely girl who was quite a bit younger than me. We'd gone away for a weekend, and over the course of that weekend, the sort of seven years between us, age-wise, felt like about twenty. Yeah. And I was like, I want to settle down. I want to have children. And she was like, I'm not really sure what I want to do with my life. And it and it made me realise how far we were apart. And so, I we the weekend finished, and I went home and I chatted to my flatmate about it. And she was like, the longer you're like stringing this along the worse it's going to be mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you need to do it so i rang her and was like hey can i come round i was it been or could we go for a drink tonight mm-hmm. and she was like no why are you so desperate to see me and i was like i just want to have a chat and <laughs> she then she was like are, are you are you, you going to end this and i was like i mean we'd only been seeing each other for i think two months okay yeah, yeah so i don't think it i don't think it's not like it was a long term relationship maybe two and a half months but um, <laughs> maybe it was a year. I don't know. Maybe it, it was sixteen <laughs> years. But yeah. But the thing is, she forced she forced it to move from in person meeting to phone call. So sure. I think. That's but that's possible. actually the one breakup where I I think I'm the person that you slag off to your friends. Because <laughs> <laughs> we've all got that one ex that we go, oh, you they're wouldn't the worst. believe they're the worst. What? Even even the sort of exes or like there's one specific one that really broke my heart i'm still like oh she was loads of fun she just didn't want to go out with me anymore Mm. 
which is actually a harder thing to admit because then you just sort of have to go, well, I guess what it is, is my personality and my face rather than there being a, a bigger issue. It's like, oh no, she just thought that she liked you and then was like, backtrack, maybe I don't. Yeah, that is hard. It's humbling. It is humbling. I, I, um, and I'm not saying this to make it worse, but I have never been dumped but i'm gonna have to leave this call thank you so much for inviting me into the podcast bye bye susie left the chat um (laughs) but that's because i think because it's very hard to get gay men to go out with you in the first place so i got i got like micro messed around a lot by lots of people and had my heart broken tons but before you even got to the point of being a couple mad about people who gave me a bit of attention and then just completely retreated so i had my heart broken a lot you see what lesbians were very much into we're, we're very much... I mean, I hate to make a sweeping generalisation, but I'm going to. Yeah. Um, as a whole, we're quite into relationships. Mm. Actually, I don't know whether the, the younger gays are, the mm. younger lesbos are, or uh, queer women are, but I think I think certainly sort of my generation of... Fre- my friends that are a similar age to me, that identify similarly to me, mm. I think we're... Uh, some of us are sort of serial monogamists. Mm. Or certainly have had long stretches of monogamy. I love that. That's what I always wanted. I didn't want to... I couldn't do the... um, I was watching the Pam and Tommy document... uh, Not documentary. TV show last night. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen this documentary, Golden Girls? Honestly, it is just someone else. Also, the documentary element of Pam and Tommy's was a sex tape. Um, So I wasn't watching that. (laughs) I wasn't watching that. Um... But they just, you know, their whole thing was they had wild sex. And she was like, I know it's dramatised, but she was like, you know, oh, I can't go out with another bad boy. And I was like, God, I just never had to fight that bit of myself. So, you know, I think I identify a lot with what you're saying about lesbianism. Did you want to date bad boys or not? No, not at all. I was like, they're just, they drive me mad. Is that a thing as much in gay guys, do you think, that there Mm, are like bad boys? Maybe not, actually. Or would it just be like something's a bit of a shagger that's so true actually like because you don't have this is another generalization but you don't get the rock and roll types i don't, I don't think i've ever met a gay rock starry type of person um yeah you know that kind of bad boy like throwing tellies out of a window you kind of get the yeah you rarely meet a gay who says my favorite band's the strokes no <laughs> no i'm sure they exist if you're if you're listening and that's you yeah DM me. Uh, <laughs> let's let's go to a Strokes concert. I'm scouring my mind because I worked at MTV in Camden oh. in the late whatever noughties. Oh, Nick Grimshaw loves the Strokes. Mm. Gay man. That's very true. There we go. He found him. Mm. It's just him though. I'm having a lovely time. You, I hope, are too. This is the end of part one with the lovely Susie Ruffle. Go back to the feed and find part two. Is more delightfulness. For you listeners. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Powered by Spirit Studios.